Listen. 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 Listen to my voice. 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 To spoken words and ambient sounds. And ambient sounds. Together, they tell a story about people and place. About plants and animals. The animals. Those are the voices I hear. About the ecological relationships within New York City. During a time of rapid change. And the way they all resonate as an interwoven network of vibrations. Welcome to the Sound Scene. Ecological stories told through sound. Fashion production makes up 10% of humanity's carbon emissions. I want to offer people insight into the garment-making process. It is slow. It is methodical. The more people know what goes into a piece of clothing, the more people will stop undervaluing the cloth they put on their back. Today's storyteller is... Hi, my name is Isabel Levine. I'm a designer and the owner behind the sustainable DIY fashion brand, Forest and Thread. I've been making my own clothes since I was nine years old. So for me, there is no such thing as not making my own clothes. I love the process. For me, process is everything. I like to think about it from the very beginning. So if you're starting to make a garment, the first thing you have to think about is the concept for the garment. And that can be super conceptual or that can be a little bit more straightforward, like what function is it serving? I'll reach for a book in my kind of inspiration phase. It can be gathering beautiful images, it can be gathering colors, it can be capturing a feeling that you wanna try and achieve through the garment. And so you gather all of these inspiration images and you'll probably put them into some sort of mood board or maybe you fill your sketchbook with a bunch of printouts or maybe it's just you know even a Pinterest board or some sort of online system where you're just collecting your images and keeping them all together. Such a big part of my garment making process is really thinking about the concept, thinking about the function, making sure that every single garment that you're making, really, it serves a purpose. It's not going to be thrown away in two weeks because you no longer need it. You need to make garments that are meant to last. You need to make garments that are going to be worn many, many times and that you love so much that you want to repair them and mend them and wear them forever and ever and ever. That's the goal. That's the ultimate goal. Once you've nailed that idea down, you can start doing a bunch of sketches. Some people are maybe not that sketch-oriented, so maybe they choose to just drape a bunch of ideas. Maybe you're like, I like this portion of the sketch, but I want to try a different collar on the shirt. And so you'll sketch again, and you'll 
switch out the collar and choose a different collar or you know you're you're sketching your jacket and you want to try out different pocket placements so you start sketching all the different pocket placement options so you can do however many sketches you need until you're like okay that's the one so you have your front your back your side you have the overall silhouette in place you really know what you're going for at this point Once you've nailed down your design, then you can start your pattern making phase. And so pattern making can be done either by flat patterning or by draping. So if you're doing flat patterning, then you're going to be using measurements. You're going to be using systems that people have been using for centuries. Truthfully, not that much has changed. These methods for coming up with that shape have been in place for a really long time. So these are things that if you are trying to achieve a garment that exists in the world already, like a pant or a jacket or a button-down shirt, these are things that you can you can research how to draft that. That's something that exists in the world. You you know, you take your own measurements and you create the shape on flat paper. Once your flat pattern is ready, you cut it all out and you place that on top of your fabric. Typically, you're gonna make a toile or some people call it a muslin, which is basically a really inexpensive cotton fabric that many designers use as their first test for a pattern. And that is basically a prototype. Most times, your first pattern, your first draft of a garment is not going to be right. Most times, you're going to want to edit it a little bit. And so from there, you go back to your pattern making phase and you edit your paper pattern. Then you can probably cut straight into your real fabric. So your real fabric is the fabric that you envision the final garment being in. And so then you'll lay your real fabric down on your table, and then you'll put your paper pattern on top of that. You can either pin the paper pattern to the fabric, or you can put weights down and use a rotary cutter and cut around your, your shapes and cut out the fabric. I love the sound of cutting fabric. You know you use your fabric scissors for cutting fabric. You do not use them for anything else. It will dull the blade. And so a fabric scissor, it has like a very specific weight to it. And it just makes such a nice sound when you cut all the way through the fabric. Once you cut your real fabric, then the sewing process starts.
sewing is methodical. It's there's a system in which you put a garment together. I am obsessed with French seams. It's a type of seam finish. It encloses all of the raw edges of your fabric so that they're perfectly hidden. And it's a very strong seam. So it's it has two stitch lines. And basically when you're sewing a French seam, you sew two layers of fabric together. You trim the seam allowance down. You go to the iron. You iron the seam allowance in one direction. You flip your fabric so that the seam is now on the edge. And then you go sew another seam. And then you go back to the ironing board and you press the seam in one direction. And it's kind of this nice rhythm. Sew, cut, press. Sew, cut, press. Sew, cut, press. And it's just this repetition. It's very meditative. So once you finish sewing your garment, you're going to give it a nice press all over. And then you're going to wear it and love it. Then you're going to wash it and wear it again. And once there's a hole in it, you're going to mend it and wear it again. So yeah, it goes on forever after that. Fashion production makes up 10% of humanity's carbon emissions. The way we currently consume fashion results in huge amounts of textile waste, which is either incinerated or ends up in landfills, or even is exported to developing countries. Many of the man-made fibers have terrible environmental impact. Polyester is a plastic made from fossil fuels, and it is used for about 65% of all clothing. Every time we wash our clothes, microplastics shed into our wastewater system and work their way through the wastewater treatment plants. Microplastics end up in our natural waterways and in the atmosphere. We know they're harmful to marine life and birds, but we still don't even know the human health risks of this yet. It feels like every time someone comes up with a fabric that is quote-unquote sustainable, there's more research that comes out saying it is actually not that great. For instance, rayon and viscose were going to be these great alternatives for polyester because they are made from wood pulp, which means they are biodegradable. But then, in actuality, because they are made of wood pulp, this means that it contributes to deforestation. So it's like you get one thing, but you sacrifice another thing. Right now, whether people intended this to happen or not, fashion trends and the desire to consume more and more clothing is causing huge amounts of damage to the earth we live on, and not to mention the people who inhabit it. While I think part of the reason Maybe the pursuit of beauty in the sense that people strive to look a certain way and clothing can help achieve that look. I think most of the time what these situations come down to is corporate greed. 
Companies have the greatest responsibility to change their actions. If fast fashion companies weren't generating this constant desire to consume by producing new clothes and marketing them every day, then the consumer would have nothing to buy. The balance needs to be fixed between our desires for money or consumer goods and our desire for a healthy planet. We have to keep searching for ways to connect people directly to the environmental impact their consumption habits generate. And in addition to just connect consumers to these environmental issues, we desperately need to hold corporate companies responsible. Unfortunately, there is not one solution. There's not even just one problem. Many people from many areas of the industry and general public need to demand changes and act on them. I make my own clothes because it makes me happy and it gives me purpose. Clothing is an indispensable part of daily ritual, culture, and self-expression. Fashion is not going anywhere, but we can play our part in trying to leave the world better than how we found it simply by being mindful of how we produce and consume clothing. People relate to things that are familiar. People care about things that are personal to them. I want to offer people insight into the garment making process. It is slow. It is methodical. The more people know what goes into a piece of clothing, the more people will stop undervaluing the cloth they put on their back. Our mission is to bring new garments into the world in the most environmentally friendly, humanely, and sustainably minded way as possible. If you're interested in learning more about Forest and Thread, or you want to dive a little bit deeper into the garment making process, you can check out our website at forestandthread.com, or you can head to my Instagram page at forest.and.thread. The sauna scene is supported by Humanities New York the NYU Center for the Humanities, and the NYU Graduate School of Arts and Science Music Department. Our production team is a collective of environmental humanities scholars and artists, including Elizabeth Fricke, Bailey Hilgren, Constantine Velasquez. Original music by Annie Garland, aka UCC Harlow. Mixing by Ewan Lai Tremuen. And voiceover by me, Elizabeth Geist. All proceeds from today's episode will be donated to Fab Scrap. If you would like to support this podcast, have an ecological story you'd like to share, or would like to learn more about the topics of today's episode, please visit our website at www.thesaunascene.com or check out our social media pages at The Sauna Scene. Thanks for listening. <laughs>